0: Before the Ranger Creed is recited by a formation of Rangers at a ceremony, you will always hear the narrator say, will all Rangers, past and present, please join as we recite the Ranger Creed. Every Ranger will stand, and as they say those six stanzas, they are transformed back to a time when they had the pleasure and the burden of this Brotherhood. That feeling is hard to describe, however, it's one that never leaves you. It's a connection that spans a globe and can be reignited when you hear the phrase, Hey, Ranger, what battalion were you from? Amongst this formation, there are Rangers that stand out. They are legends of this elite organization, and when their names are spoken, people instantly have a story, and for a moment, relive it. Legends of the 75th podcast wants to capture that feeling and those stories. We want to ensure that these legends' triumphs and sacrifices never fade away. So sit back with your favorite adult beverage and listen to the stories from the Legends of the 75th. all right hey welcome everybody got an exciting episode uh my buddy and uh fellow ranger csm clay UC is on the episode today and unfortunately we've had to reschedule a few times because he's a busy man and everybody's always vining for his time um and we even actually had to delay a little bit today because you know he's just out there you know kicking ass in the world And then we had comms issues. But luckily, we have the master S6 NCYC on the net, and we were able to fix it very quickly. Hey, if you don't know who Sergeant Major Clay Uc is, I'm just going to cover a couple brief, brief, uh, you know, highlights of his career. He was a battalion communication chief at 275. He was also the first sergeant of the Ranger Communication Company, the regimental signal CSM, or I'm sorry, Sergeant Major of the 75th. And also, just a couple little fun facts that I actually found out about him. He was two thousand four, two thousand four Army Times Soldier of the Year. No big deal. Wow. And the Glenn E. Morrill Award for being a perform or for his performance as a recruiter. So just a couple little kind of fun facts a- uh,
1: about him. But uh, Clay, it's amazing to have you on uh, Legends today. Thanks, Mike. It, it's a humbling honor to to be asked to to talk with you a bit this morning and uh, thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, absolutely, man. And I've, I've enjoyed our conversations
0: and it was great seeing you a couple of weeks ago. Um, you know, even though it was, uh, unfortunately for, you know, a somber circumstance and that was Sergeant Major Farouzi's uh, memorial service, which was really well done. And it was, uh, it was awesome to see a lot of the people that came out in support of
1: him. So it was good to see you there too. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Mike was a tremendous, uh, leader and a uh, mentor to many of us. It was, uh, It's humbling uh, to be a part of that and uh, say goodbye to a legend. Yeah, I wish
0: uh, I wish I would have had a chance, you know, and an opportunity to sit down with him. But uh, when he, you know, kind of came on the radar when we were starting Legends, we reached out, and unfortunately, that's when he was sick, and we just never got an opportunity to actually iron out a time um, to uh, sit down with him, you know, before unfortunately, you know, he passed. Um, but I think it's just you know kind of lays credence to why it's so important that we do this kind of stuff. We don't know what the future holds, and uh, you know people would have loved to have been able to hear him for an hour and a half and talk about his kind of ranger journey. But I don't know Sergeant Major Furusi as well as a lot of uh, a lot of people do. But and I know I didn't you know kind of this in the show notes. But you know, is there anything you would you know kind of say about the man you know so that you know we 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 have it and you know people can know kind of the
1: impact that he had. Yeah. I mean, I, I really came to know uh, Sergeant Major Ferruci through mentorship circles, you know, and senior networks. Um, never worked with him directly, but, uh, I think what always called me or gravitated to getting to know him, uh, and building somewhat of that, that mentorship relationship with him was really when he came over to Fort Bragg with the 82nd Airborne Division, uh, just because so many of my peers. And in uh, Rangers that I had such tremendous respect for, had so much admiration for him. So I had a, a, quite a few opportunities to see him in and around the Fort Bragg area as I culminated my career there at Fort Bragg as the Joint Communications Unit, uh CSM. And uh, he was just always a guy who was upbeat. Um, I mean, just a people person at, at the core. Uh, he was all about people. And I always admired that. And I was constantly taking pages out of his playbook when I'd see him interact and just chatting. Uh, at the time that he decided to retire, uh, I was on, in and around the same frame. Uh, so we we started building a relationship uh, outside of the military, uh, just Ranger helping Ranger with transition stuff. He picked my brain, and I was just like, you know, who am I to to mentor uh, <laughs> transition assistance? of You know, Sergeant Major Mike Ferrucci, I mean, he's a legend that I've looked up to and admired, but uh, very humble. And, uh, you know, throughout his journey, him and I were talking – uh, you know, as, as he overcame uh, some of his illness and, you know, it, it was just I was sad to to, to see him go. Um, just just a great man. And uh, I think anybody that met him and spent at least five minutes with him uh, could could walk away with one thing. And know that uh, authenticity was uh, at its finest with Mike Ferrucci. Uh, God rest his soul. And and, uh, and I hope to meet him in that big patrol base in the sky again one day because he was just a great man.
0: Yeah. I appreciate it man thanks for you know sharing that and uh, you know it's important to talk about him and the impact that he had so I appreciate you kind of giving a little bit of the episode to do that Well, let's start at the beginning, you know, you did not have, you know, a a journey like a lot of people coming to Ranger Regiment, you know, you had some time, you know, in service prior to that, you know, you went on and did, you know, very successful things, for God's sakes, you were the Army soldier, the, you know, two Army times soldier of the year, you know, um, recruitment, accolades and everything else, you know, how did you find yourself, you know, being
1: approached and asked to come to the 75th Ranger Regiment? So, uh, yeah, interesting story. Uh, And if you got some time, I'll I'll share it. Uh,
0: (laughs) That's what we're here for,
1: brother. uh, It was a long road and uh, and a rewarding one at that. You know, um, my my story kind of started in initial, uh, you know, initial recruiting. And uh, I uh, initially decided to join the Marine Corps. Uh, A lot of my fellow uh, teammates that I played football with had joined the Marine Corps, et cetera. And uh, I, I failed the physical. Um, you know, I had an opportunity to play uh, junior college football, but decided that I wanted to go the military route. And uh, I was two years pumped the brakes for me because I had to wait to get past a medical waiver uh, to be able to get into the Army. Uh, and, and then since decided to join the Army, I really didn't know a whole lot about the Army other than the Army fought enemies of the United States. And I was happy to do whatever the Army asked me to do. Uh, so I picked at the time it was uh, 31 uh, kilo which was combat communicator, which then changed to 31 uniform, went off to basic training at Fort Hill, Oklahoma on an open army contract. Uh, I had a guaranteed duty station at the Fort Lewis, Washington. And uh, shortly after basic training, I really started learning about Rangers and what my assimilation of what a Ranger actually did. And all I knew is I wanted to be part of it. Uh, I wanted to be challenged and I I wanted to be aligned with the very best the army had to offer. volunteered for uh for option 40 in AIT uh my roommate which I, I know many on this podcast will, will know was uh at the time private uh first class Jared Van Alst uh then later Master Sergeant Van Ost. uh so Jared was my roommate in AIT and he had an option 40 and uh him and I were PG and APG in our AIT platoon there at Fort Gordon and uh Long story short is my my uh 4187 was denied. They said, Hey, you're gonna go on to Fort Lewis, Washington, and serve. Uh so that went on. Reenlistment window came open uh as I did a PCS move internally to Fort Bliss. I was with an ADA unit, uh, my first uh, assignment. And uh still didn't work out for me to re enlist to go to the ranger regiment because the 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 slots was as I was told by retention, but I always wanted to go. So I just right. kept kept grinding and grinding, and I had exposure to 2nd Ranger Battalion as a private uh, on Fort Lewis, and every time I saw Rangers conducting PT, or if I saw them in the PX with blackberries on, it's like, uh, whatever I need to do to get a chance to try out, I'm going to do it uh, eventually, so that just amassed itself, uh, ended up re-enlisting to go to Alaska um, versus being able to go to the Ranger Regiment, got an airborne assignment, I worked for many of uh, great ranger legends, uh, command Sergeant Major Arlie Nefkin was my brigade CSM. Colonel Mike Fuller, uh, was my brigade commander, oh, okay. uh, I acted with his satellite RTO as part of the tack. So they, they always encouraged me, uh, you know, uh, major then major Christopher P. So all these Ranger greats, Grenada, Panama, Mogadishu era leaders that just kind of shaped me along the way. Uh, and I never gave up hope on it, uh, was selected subsequently at the tail end of that career to deploy to Afghanistan on a wise tasking, uh, for use and, uh, worked with our green beret friends and civil affairs and, uh, then tagged for recruiting duty, uh, went on to do my recruiting duty, uh, and, uh, When I was there, Jared Van Os called me and said, hey, man, they got this new thing going on in the regiment called Ranger 21. And they're getting ready to hire a bunch of direct support and combat service support guys. Here's your shot. Because I always told him, if you ever hear of anything where I could try out. So sure enough, he put me in touch with the gentleman named Master Sergeant Russ Bell, Sergeant Major. Uh, Master Sergeant Bell gave me a call on my recruiting station. Uh, you know, I remember my station commander saying, Hey, you got a phone call from some master sergeant from the 75th Ranger Regiment. I kind of lit up. I got super excited. We had a good phone interview. He said, can you pass a PT test? I said, absolutely. Sergeant. I said, I'll take it whenever you want. Uh, he invited me out to Fort Benning to do, uh, like a pre rope assessment. I went okay. and did my critical events passed those with no issues. And he said, you'll get a slot. And, uh, the rest was history. Um, I, uh, I went to a and route. Uh, was subsequently uh, promoted from staff sergeant to sergeant first class, Uh, went to rope and then did the gamut and, uh, you know, spent generally the rest of my career in the Ranger Regiment. Uh, I had two little pops out uh, and then finalized my career there. So it was a a very uh, rewarding experience for me um, to get the opportunity to try out. And, uh, you know, I was never going to look that gift horse in the mouth and I, I wouldn't change it for the world. But thanks for asking because it was <laughs> and sorry for the long-winded answer because at no, every juncture, it seemed like i never would be able to go and yeah. uh finally it worked out and uh i had close to 10 years in the army uh when i went to rope and uh you know was thankful for the opportunity couldn't imagine life without that opportunity at this point you know some 16 17 years later this
0: was an excerpt of the legends of the 75th podcast if you want to listen to the entire episode Go to the show notes and sign up for exclusive membership. Why are we charging? Some of the guests want to know that their stories have a level of protection and can share freely without it being available to the general public. To produce a professional product, it costs money. Your subscription helps us ensure we keep it to the level of what's expected from this elite organization. The podcast is the first phase. We plan to add videos, apparel, Ranger history blog, and more episodes each month. So as Legends grows, you will get more bang for your buck. We don't want to interrupt or muddle episodes with sponsorship clips or ads. Your support is much appreciated. Look forward to building this exclusive group with your support. Rangers lead the way.